0: Hello and welcome back to the Young Theologians podcast. I am Taylor Gilpin alongside Braden Gilpin. What's up? And we are uh, two true seekers who have a passion to reach the lost, edify the church, and magnify magnify Christ and Him crucified.
1: And today we got a special episode. We have an episode called Life in Contrast. And it's where uh, we bring in somebody who's uh, not necessarily in full-time ministry who talks about their life in contrast to the world. So um, there's a There's a phrase used in CIY called Kingdom Workers, and so we're going to use that um, phrase as we continue to do this, that we are bringing on Kingdom Workers to talk about the work they're doing in um, their lives. So uh, Taylor, I'll let you introduce our uh, speaker for today. All right, so I get to introduce
0: the special guest today, uh, someone I know pretty well, uh, pretty close to, (laughs) Uh, and that is my dad, Eric Gilpin. Uh, so welcome dad thanks for joining us thank you for having me yeah we're excited to uh, he's the first person we're, we're interviewing and talking about uh, the work that they do um, their vocation and how they can use it as a ministry and so we have a couple questions that we're gonna ask you and just have some fun with it and so um, you are a principal at a middle school that's correct yeah bachelor middle school in Bloomington Indiana uh, and so being at a middle school, I'm sure there are a lot of crazy things that happen often. Uh, I, I know, you know, working with middle school for youth group, there are a <laughs> lot of crazy things that happen. Um, and so, you know, I remember at being a bachelor uh, when you were there and or when I was there with you, and I just remember there was lots of crazy stuffs and fights happened and fights <laughs> between girls and guys. And yeah. so, uh, what would you say is the craziest thing or one of the craziest things that has happened while You've been at Bachelor. That's hard
2: narrowed narrow it down, but uh, as a principal, most of my situations deal with discipline. So usually it revolves around <laughs> discipline. Um, you know, uh, this year we, we've moved to, to uh, COVID things, and so everything's been yeah. a little crazy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I had a teacher tell me that a student uh, turned in a, uh, so everything's typically turned in electronically. He turned in <laughs> mm-hmm. his paper and when she looked at it it looked exactly like somebody else's um, same handwriting and everything and so when she looked at it it was the same person's and so she she called him on and said this is the same one you, you didn't change anything you turned it back in in a different color <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> that sounds like a middle schooler got him nice. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. this will get her <laughs> yeah. oh my god. Oh, cool that's funny alright well okay so that's as hilarious as that is let's take a, a jesus juke into mm-hmm. how did you come to know jesus
2: i grew up in a, a christian household my my household my grandparents uh my great-grandparents my my parents uh all uh had followed christ and so um i think that uh you know probably count kind of on the the times of my hand um, until i was about 11 or so that uh, we were uh, had not been in church. And, you know, that was when you went Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And, and then there was revivals and all mm-hmm. kinds of other things going on. So um, I, I just think I've always been there. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right. So
1: then what made you want to be a principal?
2: Well, that's kind of interesting because I, I really um, wasn't. Principal was not in my plan um, until almost I became one. I really thought <laughs> that, that I was going to be a counselor. Uh, but uh, to be a counselor, at the time, you had to teach for five years. So I started out teaching. Um, I really thought I was going to be in the high school. And um, I did my student teaching in high school, but I got my first job at middle school and just loved uh, that age group. I uh, loved the impact you could have on the kids. At that time, I was also doing a part-time youth ministry. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed that aspect of working with kids. And so I, I wanted to do it in that way. And Uh, Unfortunately, during my first few years, I went through a few principals and I realized real quickly the impact principals had on the school and actually could have a greater impact than just the teacher in the classroom and the impact impact on kids. So at that point, I was working on my master's and decided to take a few extra classes that would lead me into uh, also have a principal licensure. I had to have some electives, so I did it in that aspect. And then when I finished, I kind of walked right into an assistant principal's job. Hmm.
1: So I'm like real fast because so I was homeschooled, as you all know. And so (laughs) I I don't know what the the principal's life kind of looks like. So you said it can have a bigger impact than a teacher or something. So and I was not aware of that. So could you explain a little bit about that? So probably as a teacher, you have a much more direct impact on students. But,
2: you know, as a teacher at the elementary, you only have 20 to 30 kids. You'll see them in a day. At the middle school, high school, somewhere between 120 and 180 that you'll see in a day, depending on the type of class you teach and where it's Mm -hmm. at. But as a principal, you impact every single one of those classrooms that those kids walk into. So as a school that I'm at, two grade levels of 500 kids, I impact all 500. And and maybe not necessarily um, as much as I would specifically when they're in the classroom, but I impact what's going to happen because I find out real quickly how much a principal impacts what a teacher teaches, how they teach, mm-hmm. how they interact with kids. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, I also uh, there's a, I probably had a smaller connection with a smaller group of kids, and they're usually the kids that are in trouble. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I have a real close connection with them, and, and yeah. so we have some real com- good conversations. And uh, you know, I, I frequently see them out and about um, after. Maybe after I've suspended him, and we, <laughs> uh, we still have some really good conversations. And yeah. So that's how.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I just want to go off that again real quick. Uh, you talked about the impact you make, and with middle schoolers kind of being um, one of the biggest impacts, why would you say uh, kind of middle schoolers out of everyone, high schoolers, elementary kids, why do you think – you know, middle schoolers, you'd have a bigger impact than anyone else.
2: I don't know if I would any other grade, but middle schoolers are really unique because they're still at the point um, where they like adults. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, somebody once told me that uh, uh, a middle school kid, you just, they, they want to be liked by you, and you walk yeah. into the room, and they already want to be near you. High school kids, you have to somehow prove you're love mm-hmm. to them and they've got you got to, mm-hmm. they got to warm up to you um, yeah. elementary kids uh, you know I, I just you, you can't quite get into the mature conversations that you can have at the middle school and high school uh, a lot of decisions are made at the, the 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 middle school level kids change a lot at the middle school yeah. uh, when from when they walk in to they walk out probably more so both physically and emotionally than any other time period in their life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've heard someone say that the middle schooler is, you can have one of the biggest impact on middle schoolers because that's when their brain is really forming and it's kind of the biggest formation of the brain and what they, they learn at that age sticks for a long time, some for the rest of your life. And you learn sports, you learn activities, different things at that age in in middle school and, and it sticks with you for a long time. And so I've heard that, Middle schoolers out of really everyone you I mean you can have a big impact on on anyone, but mm-hmm. middle schoolers is a, is a lasting one um, So to go into the next question uh, what does your daily routine look like and, and maybe kind of go through? What the life of a principal looks like as well as what is your spiritual routine look like as you wake up? And when you get home when you go to bed so um,
2: I, I... I don't remember one of the authors, but another author is John Gordon. The two of those mm-hmm. uh, over the last two years have mm-hmm. been a big influence in, in kind of how I wake up. Um, and the first thing is before I, when the alarm goes off before I roll out of bed, I, I begin thanking God for some things. Mm-hmm. So the first thing in the day before I even get out of bed, um, it, change, it, it really changes your heart and changes mm-hmm. your attitude towards the day. So to begin thankful for things. Uh, and then Typically after a shower, getting ready, uh, it's time my time with God and and unfortunately sometimes it gets rushed, but uh, I I tend to like to at least have a half hour of time um, in God's presence, talking with him, just practicing being in his presence, reading his word, letting meditate on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's so many ideas that I get for both uh, uh, sermons because I do preach every once in a while still, but also Mm -hmm. um, things for the school, what I'm going to do during this particular time. Then I get up and go to school, we get there, you know, kind of answer those emails and then the kids start coming in trying to greet the kids. Uh, I used to fist bump them all, but uh, <laughs> now we, we can't uh, can't touch them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and air high-five. Air high-five, some fake elbow pumps. Uh, so then we, we spend the day of kind of wandering around the classrooms. I like to pop in all the classrooms throughout the day. Uh, my goal is between each passing period, um, at the end of each passing period, be in a classroom. Um, every classroom, see the kids in the hallway, get a little lunch duty, spend mm-hmm. time with them. <laughs> of course, you have teacher observations, meetings, parents that come in and talk. So a lot of little things here and there that go on throughout the day, wrap it up with some more supervision. Um, one of the things that, um, you know, I, when I, I've been trying to do, again, another John Gordon um, lesson from him that really has impacted, is I, on my way to work, um, I, I, a lot of times I shut the radio off, and I just uh, thank, Every Thank God for every person in my building, all the teachers mm. and all the adults. So I list them by name mm. as I'm driving in. Um changes the impact when I get and how I interact with them because sometimes uh, um, not always a positive uh, <laughs> <laughs> experience with uh, teachers as well as yeah. our students. So mm. um, it really helps get my heart in the right spot in that. And then um, I actually have my, my alarm set at 420 for something positive to try to think about something positive of the day. I have my alarm set throughout the day as a reminder of things to pray to God about. Uh, mm-hmm. Come home at night, and uh, unfortunately, I usually have some emails and things that I to do, mm-hmm. but then I hang out and maybe play some Call of Duty with you guys. <laughs> uh, play, some yep. play some nerds. Play some nerds. I like to do a little woodworking, and uh, I'm also an elder at church, so there's some usually some responsibilities revolved around that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for
1: those of us who don't know, who is uh, James Gordon uh, his name.
2: John, John Gordon. John Gordon is an author. He really focuses on um, positivity, but not just the positivity that's a random positivity. But uh, you know, there's actually a. a being just positive, just to be positive, can actually have a negative impact. You have to really understand that not everything's good, not everything's going to be good. But it's how you handle those mm-hmm. those situations. Mm-hmm. It's not that life is going to be a, a box of chocolates and everything's going to be mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. inside yeah. of it. It's really about the fact that yes, we are going to face problems, but how do you handle those problems? Do you, do you whine, do you complain, complain and gripe, or do you face them head on and look for pro- solutions to those problems? And then, of course not all life is problems and so to really enjoy those moments um so yeah know, he's really he wrote the energy bus is kind of his most famous book okay um but he's i think he's up to 23 books that's out there he's spoken to many people and right now probably his famous most famous client climate is the the clemens clemson coach Dabo sweeney yeah okay. um and mm-hmm. then um being here at the hoosiers i know that uh tom allen's really big into him he actually okay. does the one word it's uh it's a word for the year you might check that out they also wrote a book about it but uh, um, uh, a lot of positive positive talks a lot of uh, ceos and stuff so
1: gotcha gotcha all Mm -hmm. right so then so on this this main topic because this should be the bulk of what we're saying is um how do you live a life in contrast to the world we were supposed to live in the world but not of the world and so what kind of kingdom work does it look like personally for you in your Ministry context, although, you know, it's a principle, it's not a Christian school. If, mm-hmm. As far as I understood, it wasn't a Christian school. <laughs> no, no, and so no, no. Uh, what does that look like for you?
2: Um, you know, I, I think early on in my life, it was a lot about the looking different, meaning that um, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. And Christians didn't do this and yeah. non-Christians did, Christians did mm-hmm. this and this. And there's kind of this, this category. Uh, and the reality is, uh, um, yes, yeah, some of that's going to come into play. Um, but I, I really believe, again, it goes back to a little bit of how we approach life in general. Uh, showing grace, mm-hmm. um, showing mercy. Um, you know, you know, We all make mistakes. And to me, part of what that is, is how would I, you know, I really believe we reap what we sow. And if we're not showing grace, then it's going to be tough for us to, to mm-hmm. receive grace. Yeah. And um, so to me, it's always been about that forgiveness, that love and that grace uh, and mercy Uh, Whether it's something that somebody screwed up on the job or how they interact with the kid or a kid, the things that they've done. Um, uh, And I think another piece of that that's really been prevalent this year's piece Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it's really come out that you know people struggling with what's going on with the pandemic and i really believe that jesus came in this world to give us peace he yeah. says I, peace i leave you my peace i give to you and, mm-hmm. and so we should be in a, in a mm-hmm. season of peace as christians and that uh, it alone ought to be uh, a contrast to the world yeah uh, it's just there's so much stress anxiety that goes on out there and and again it goes back to not that that doesn't happen to us it's just, how do we handle it? Uh, do we go yeah. to God? Do we let God take care of it? And it's, a, it's not a thing that I think na- comes natural to us. Um, mm-hmm. I think partially because of our sinful nature. Mm-hmm. It's something that we have to work on. We have to go to. That's why I, every morning I gotta go to God. I gotta talk with him because otherwise I start trying to handle things on my own. I start getting anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really somebody who likes conflict. Uh, i not somebody that pursues conflict. So um, uh, when Conflict comes on that brings me anxiety mm-hmm. and so to understand that God's in charge and so many times that um, I've went to him about something maybe a parent was going to be there or uh, Maybe want somebody that's a supervisor in front of me or, or somebody I'm supervising and by having this conversation with him It gave me peace and then come and find out the thing ended up not being as bad as I thought it was gonna be Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. and so for us to live in contrast It, it is about that love, you know Jesus is it's amazing. Read John fourteen through seventeen. You know Jesus' mm-hmm. last few hours here on earth, and, and John takes three chapters to write about it. And mm-hmm. most of it's about loving um, yeah. others and peace. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, he, and so, you know, when I see that, it's like that's what we should be, and that's what how we live. In contrast,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, you know, I, I've been a, have an opportunity to uh, be at the president of Indiana Associates School Principals, and. One of the things that I, I do a lot now is I go around talking about wellness and, you know, principal wellness and taking care of yourself, but I can't talk about, I can talk about all those little things that you can do that the world offers, you know, taking walks, exercising, eating yeah. healthy, getting the rest and all that, but I'm but I, but I I'm honest with them, but re, I really think that my greatest wellness and my peace of mind and anxiety and stress relief comes on that in the morning. at. You know, half hour time with the Lord mm-hmm. and then throughout the day just being able to go to him and talk to him and just leave it up to him mm-hmm. so that's really where the contrast comes yeah, yeah so
1: I have two things off of that the first thing is that peace you talked about I kind of want to highlight um, it's specifically thinking about like Philippians 4, 4-7 through 7. it's talking about this peace that surpasses all understanding and sometimes people are like well why don't I have that peace in my life and um, if you're a believer you will have it by the spirit but also I think God He doesn't want us running to other things and feeling that we got our our peace from that thing. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we're um, living in a life of sin and we're going to this sin, whether it be um, pornography, um, eating too much, overindulging in things. And we try to get peace in those things. But in reality, God knows that that thing is bad for us. And if we're going to that for peace, you know, he's not going to go, well, let me give you peace because then we'll just we'll stay blind We'll stay in this mess of this thing and we won't realize we need to turn towards him. So something you talked about, you know, you pointed out is we need to live and be seeking him to get that peace. Not because we're earning it, but because we are exposing our bad deeds and knowing that these things will only lead to death and that Jesus is life. Well, I think the thing that goes along with peace is,
2: is we have to understand grace, yeah, to mm-hmm. really understand peace, mm-hmm. because um, that that sin is in our lives, but that sin has been taken care of by by Jesus, and yeah, because so of that, are. that's no longer an anxious feeling that we have to have about what's going on in our life, yeah. and we can get real we can get real caught up in um, feeling guilty of our own lives and our actions, and that's why you know it, it's the old Sunday school story, but g- going to Jesus on a daily basis, if you People who don't have peace, I hear that from. I hear Christians talking about that, but I, I gotta wonder how much time have you spent with the yeah, Lord? Absolutely. You know, if you're not spending time with the Lord, the person who has the peace, how are you gonna have peace? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then yeah, exactly. And that's the next thing I say. There's this um, something that's really changed my life is realizing the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And so um, I like to say I want to live a gospel-centered life. And so everything I do flows out of the fact that Jesus died. For my sins in my place, and I have His righteousness, and so that means that there's, I I sinned against God, and I'm, I'm I I stand as a sinner, and so because I I violated Him, even though I did those those things, Jesus still died for me in my place. So He gave me grace, gave me better than I deserved, and so I want to live a life of what I would call gospel center, where I want to live, bet, I want to treat other people better. So somebody comes to me and says something hurtful I want to do my best to show them the truth Mm -hmm. of Jesus and not be hurtful towards them Uh, often we can we can just react to what other people are doing but when we I think when we learn to be what I call gospel centered is we learn to take the punches absorb them give them to God ultimately and say God this thing hurt me and I need you but then I want to show them love in return because our our greatest testimony is love you know we will be known as his disciples by our love. And so that's what I, I wanted to add on to that.
0: Yeah. Um, I just want to real quick, uh, how do you know your your ministry or I guess your your what you're doing, how you're living out this Christ-centered life? How do you know whether it's fruitful or not, or not? especially in a setting like you are? How would you determine that fruitfulness? I know it can be hard. That's a tough question. but
2: um, you, you know, um, the, the, when you when you look at fruit I think that there's an assumption that's disciples which is is definitely a, a piece of the fruit um, but sometimes in my role it's difficult to be in that because of you know I am the I am the supervisor and, mm-hmm. and there becomes a situation where um, how do you you um, present God to them without having to feel like this is my boss telling me this is the way I need to live my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so for me, um, that fruitfulness um, comes, uh, I measure it a little bit from from reading scripture mm-hmm. um, and understanding what my life should look like and does my, um, that scripture is my mirror mm-hmm. and, and does my life represent that? And in particular, I, I watched what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I really, um, I've spent a lot of time this year, particularly while going through John, slowly going through the Book of John, and, and and just seeing how many times I hear Jesus talk about you know how they reflected Jesus and say he had compassion. I yeah. love how John says um, uh, when he refers himself as the disciple that the, the, G- yeah, Jesus yeah. loves, like, yeah. you know that. The, he felt like that well everybody yeah. that was around Jesus felt that way and yeah. mm-hmm. when they were around him he had that p- compassion that kindness um you know he, he hung out with the sinners and and he hung out with the prostitutes he hung out with the tax collectors uh, and they all felt love and compassion yeah. and they they were drawn to him and yes there probably was some drawn to because of the miracles he was doing and the things he was doing but i mm-hmm. still think there's a personality that you know of who he was, that peace, that joy in, in a, you know, we think we're living in a tough time. That, that was, that was a rough time. You yeah. know yeah. I mean that Absolutely. A, a, a government that controlled peace by, by force. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, the Jews were, were not a, a well liked people and they were very well, um, you know they were they were definitely on the wrong end of, of the spectrum at that end so um, to hear Jesus to watch what Jesus did and how he interacted and mm-hmm. so my fruit is to, I mean, I'm trying to, to by, by looking at reflecting that and every once in a while you get a nice car uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know you, you hear somebody say hey you know you've impacted my life yeah um, in, in, in that kind of aspect
0: yeah and I was just interested because I feel like sometimes wherever we're at, if it's ministry, if it's the church ministry, or if it's ministry um, in a secular setting or wherever it is, I feel like sometimes it's hard as Christians we feel like we're not what we're doing is not having a huge impact. It can be easy to feel like you know the students we're talking to or hanging out with it aren't you know mm-hmm. they don't have that huge impact. So I think it's important yeah. to know that um, that they feel loved and that they're you know welcome to be around you and they feel comfortable enough to be around you and that's yeah definitely how you can see the fruit played out in that that aspect um last question we have for today is is what advice would you give to someone else who wants to show christ to people they work with or in their work environment so so yeah what is um for the people who are listening and they're they're looking for for ways to uh reflect christ or show christ to to the place that they work at to the employees they work with what advice would you give them for ways in which they can um kind Of just either disciple or or be an ambassador for Christ,
2: you know, I really believe it boils down to the things we've been already talking about. Um, you know, Jesus confronted people who were Christians, or well, they weren't Christians at the time, they were the Jewish leaders, followers of God, followers of God, um, about things that were in their life that they needed to change, but the people who are not part of that. Man, he had a love, a, a compassion. He he didn't look down on them. Um, he was there to take care of them. To to. Um, he, Just they were drawn to him, and when I look at that, and I think about what should I be doing, is loving everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm You're loving them, um, pouring out love to them, and it's not always easy. Um, Hmm. Part of it is because of uh, my selfishness in my own life that I've got to overcome. Um, That you know I want things my way, and when I'm done my way, and when they're not done my way, then I get upset. (laughs) You know, (laughs) And, and, um, and so it's that constant battle that we have in our own life. But just being there and loving people. And all of us do it a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are really good about writing notes of encouragement. Um, you know, Notice when somebody needs a hug or just to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, finding that that place where you, um, where God puts you naturally, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you can love people with the with the gifts that God's given to you. Whatever that mm-hmm. may be, um, the uh, generosity with time, money, resources. Um, uh, words of encouragement um, because the world has so many. It's I always, I always think it's kind of funny, you know. If I were to post something on Twitter and said that an you know, orange is is, is orange, um, somebody would respond by saying, "How dare you call an orange orange?" <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, you know what about the tangerine? You, know, you know, <laughs> let them out. Yeah. Um, we we live yeah. in a world that likes to criticize and critique yeah. and, and find something wrong with everything, and to, to be that that light where we're we're not. You know, being some, being positive, being encouraging, um, trying to be there for people. Um, you, you know, again, it's not like we don't face hardships. It's just how do we face those yeah. hardships? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think people see that, that. people hear that. People hear how we react. And so uh, again, it goes back to we got to spend time. Um, you got to start your day with God. Yeah. Um, it's just gotta. You you have to. Um, and then um, let God shine through you. Let Him use you.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's good because we live in a world where every everything is 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 the world tells us it's about you. It's about how to yeah. you know, how to make you feel good. How to you know to love yourself. yourself. Yep. You know, take a you day like you know yeah. all that all that Treat type type of stuff. Treat <laughs> yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah, <laughs> all those sayings that what the world teaches us, teaches us it's it's to love ourselves. Whereas like you said, Christ calls us to love. Others um, and I love what IU has that phrase of, of Leo love each other um, and I, I think that's that's good that um, you know like we said this in contrast idea the world will notice a difference when you truly love people um, and that's something that you know anyone and everyone can do uh, it's it's hard and you can't have the love of Christ unless you've accepted Christ into your life and that that love um, that we talk about as Christians is different from the world the, the version of love that the world talks about. Um, and, and I think that's important because, you know, some people may not know, uh, you know, may, may, maybe people think love is just a feeling, but it's deeper than that. It's, it's sacrifice. Um, it's putting others first. Yeah. Um, and we see that through through Jesus. And so that's, that's a good idea of, of how do we, anyone and everyone, wherever you're working, whatever job you have, whether you're in school or not, um, loving each other is definitely a way uh, in which people can see Christ through you and everything you do
1: yeah and so um i just want to because you talked a little bit about the social media thing are you still i know at some point you had a principal social media that you tweeted from do you still do that and if so for people who want to tune in for that what mm-hmm. is your handle so um
2: i actually started uh um a professional christian educator group and you it's been hit or miss about that it's tough to keep up um doing that and your own things and, and i do have a uh I have my own Twitter account, Principal Gilpin, I think is what it is, at Principal Gilpin. Um, It's mostly educational stuff, but then um, there's personal things in there. And then, um, you know, I've really tried to incorporate um, uh, my love for the Lord and some things that he's put on my heart in that as well. So, um, yeah, you can follow me at Principal Gilpin there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I I, I have some of the other ones, but that's pretty much the one I do most of my my tweeting from, mm-hmm. although I've really backed off a lot. Just to be honest with you. You um, talk about positivity. There's a lot on Twitter that's been very negative, mm-hmm. and, and um, I don't need that in my life. Yeah. So I've really reduced how much time um, I spend in that, and at least the particular accounts that I look at. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: you could tweet in a Christian circle, Jesus is the Lord, and you'd still have someone who'd have a problem with it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it's it's really hard mm-hmm. to stay off those things and. Be positive, but I mean, from the things I've seen you shared, it's been good for me to read and stuff. And so okay. it's also a different world than what I live in, you know. So yeah. it's I like it a lot, and so I think, yeah, yeah I give and, that a shout out to there too.
0: Yeah, it's important for for all the, um, especially the people our age who are getting into teaching or yeah. looking at teaching, or maybe have been in it for a little while and they're looking for ways to reflect Christ through their vocation.
1: Yeah,
2: I think it, one and just real quickly, I know we're running out of time, but one of the things that has um, I backed off of it, but I still follow a lot of people who don't necessarily think like I do. Yeah, mm. um, and um, the in part of that is because um, part of it is I've learned that maybe my thinking wasn't right in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And so I've learned, you know, that, that there's things from that aspect of it. Um, plus, it helps me be more empathetic to other people because mm-hmm. um, it gets, lets me hear their insight into their ideas and thoughts when they come up with an argument or a discussion about things. Um, so, um, I, I try to follow people who are similar to me, but also people who are on the opposite end of where mm-hmm. I'm at, whether it's uh, on ideas about education, politics, religion, whatever it is, and it gives me a better sense of. Um, of what's out there and even better sense of more firmer foundation in my own thoughts yeah
0: exactly I I think of uh, makes me think of Toby Mac's song Diverse City and I just like you said I think it's important to have some diversity in in every aspect of your life Um, you know
1: at least be open to hearing it yeah at least be
0: open to hearing it and there's there's not much growth if you go to people who are going to believe the same thing as you who are going to say things that you agree with like you're going to you're just going to have your ideas backed up um, and so I think it's important to uh, to listen to people who maybe have a different um, view or idea on one thing, and um, that allows you to grow. And I think that you know we we need to be as Christians, we need to be a, a people of diversity, not just in skin tone, but also in thoughts and ideas. And so that's important to um, to do as as you know, yeah, in our and, own faith.
1: And um, yeah, something that what's really hard about it is, trying to find the people that you can have this diverse thought and also have it be a um, a well-mannered conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest challenge yeah. for me is I need to find people who I don't agree with, but they can still be my friend because yeah. a lot of people yeah. can't do that anymore. Yeah. And so um, there's a book called Coddling of the American Mind. If you guys haven't read it, you guys should definitely read it. It's really good, so... Um, But yeah, and so it's part of it is finding somebody who doesn't agree with you, but they are okay that they don't agree with you (laughs) is the biggest challenge. There's a lot of hate um, on Twitter, but there are places where you can have discussions and learn things from it. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. There's no more agreeing to disagree.
1: It's all just... (laughs) It's you're you're wrong and you're morally (laughs) (laughs) evil. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, Uncle Eric, for joining us. Thanks, Dad. Principal, Principal Uncle Eric, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for uh, having me. Yeah, we're glad you joined us, and um, we're thankful that we can have these conversations, and that um, you're you're a part of our lives. Many people don't have people that um, they you know are older than them in their family that they can look up to and talk to and stuff. So, thank you for being here and doing mm-hmm. that with us. Well, thank you. Yeah. And thank you all for whoever was listening to this is the Young Theologian Podcast. You can catch us on Tuesdays.